All right, cool. Um, sweet. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, I'm like super pumped about just, I don't know, like calf in general, but I'm just excited about tonight. Um, so, yeah, I guess just kind of jump right into it. Um, how else would you do anything? Um, yeah, so we're, we've been talking about the normal Christian life. I've been, yeah, I've just really been liking that, like, idea. Like, okay, is this normal or is this, like, average, right? Um, y'all know what I'm talking about? Has anybody else been thinking about the same thing? A couple of y'all? Cool. Um, sweet. So, yeah, we're in our relationship series. And um, tonight I've been handed the torch by Sean. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about what we're talking about tonight. Um, and everybody's excited. It's so funny. Like, this is it. Like, oh, dude, like, this is the small group that everyone's going to talk about. Like, this is like, after Kyle, like, everyone's going to be talking tonight. It's just so funny. Um, I just, yeah, it cracks me up. I remember last year, I was like, why don't people talk about other Chi Alphas, like, like, yeah, it was good. Sean did an awesome job, but there's other Chi Alphas that are good to talk about. I don't know, it's just funny to me. Um, but yeah, we are going to be talking about sex. Um, and so knowing that, I ask you one thing, okay? Don't put up any walls, okay? Don't put up any, any preconceived ideas. Don't, like, try to leave any presuppositions that you have at the door in order for us to go somewhere together. Otherwise, I'm just going to be going there by myself. Does that make sense? Like, if you just, oh, man, I've heard this before. Maybe you have, and, and that's not the worst thing. If your heart's right, it's good to hear things more than once, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. So we're going to be here, 1 Corinthians um, uh, chapter 6, um, and we're going to start in verse 9. I'm kind of going to read a lot, and so... Just follow along. So we're going to be in chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 9, okay? It says, um, Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by, any, by anything. You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. And I'm going to skip down to verse 17. It says, whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Uh, Jesus, we love you. Um, thank you for your word. Thank you just, yeah, just for being personal um, and speaking to us individually, Lord God. You're just so practical 
and reasonable, Lord. And, and yeah, could you just help us to understand your heart tonight? God, I pray over everybody here, including myself, that we would just get to know you in a fuller, more complete way, God. Um, speak through me, Lord Jesus. I trust you. In your name I pray. Amen. Um, so I'm, like, really excited about this. Uh, a big reason why is because, like, have y'all, has, who here has read Corinthians before? Okay, a lot of you guys. Okay, awesome. Um, so it was written to this church, a group of believers in a city called Corinth. And a lot of people say Corinth was like the Las Vegas of the day, right? It's real bad. Like, you could do whatever you wanted. What happened in Corinth stayed in Corinth, you know, that type of thing. Um, and, and what's really cool, if you read in Acts, y'all know Acts and like the epistles are like kind of like happening at the same time. Okay, cool. So if you read in Acts, chapter 18, God basically tells Paul this really cool thing. He's like, Paul, don't give up. I have people here um, in Corinth, which sounds really weird because he's like, this place is like sin city, essentially. Uh, how, could, how could you have anybody? But God knows, and he cared about Corinth so much that he actually had like, honestly, Paul was like one of his like biggest, I guess, like generals um, stay there for a year and a half. That's like a ton of time. Um, to stay in one place because he moved all the time. But he cared about Corinth so much that he actually, like, gave them Paul for a year and a half. Um, sorry, I, got, I thought about something else. That it's funny, but it's not worth talking about. Um, anyways, so when I think about Corinth, you know, a lot of people say Las Vegas, but I think of Morgantown. Um, Morgantown's, like, such a cool city. I love living here. Uh, it's so funny to say that because... If you're not from here, you're like, dude, Morgantown, what, how could you like it? Um, but it's really cool. Like the spirit of the town, hear me rightly, like the spirit of the town, it has a reputation. And like people came from all around to come to Corinth, right? If you think about it, people come from all around to come to, to Morgantown. And like why? Like we don't even have that much stuff. Like we just got a Chipotle. And, and to me, that's like super small town, right? I like Chipotle. But it's just funny because it's like, why do people come here? Brandon and I were talking about this the other day. Like, just people come. Like, we'll meet people from, like, Oklahoma or, like, far. Not that Oklahoma is any better, but, like, far away that they come here. And it's like, why, why Morgantown? Like, what's the point? Um, and so, but it's true. There's, like, something here that people want. And it's typically the reputation. They hear, oh, man, I hear this is, like, what Morgantown people do. And so I want to live that life. The same as Corinth. Cor uh, the same as Corinth, the Corinthians. I heard this is what Corinthians live. I want, I want to see what that even looks like. Um, and so when I read this, I'm like, this is kind of a, to us. Um, we're made in God's image, um, and he doesn't want to destroy that. We have this, he wants to redeem that in us, right? There's like this party culture here. People are actually like passionate and ambitious. Um, they're fun, they're loud, they're rambunctious, right? And some of these things you could be like, well, that's not good. But actually like used in the right way, that's awesome stuff. It's way more fun to be fun than to be boring. Um, and you're going to like attract a lot more people. And so like y'all students here, like you have some really godly things in you just because of being in Morgantown. Does that make sense? Cool. So being, sorry, bearing God's image properly is essentially, you could just call that purity, okay? And yes, we're talking about sex tonight, but I want to kind of come at it from a different angle, I guess, in order to not think of it how we've always thought about it, or how you've always heard of it, or to actually think about it if you haven't thought about it before, which 
No one has, so no one's in that category. Um, so we're going to talk about purity. Um, and the weird thing about purity is, like, we don't really have, like, an example of purity in our lives, okay? Go here with me. Who comes to mind if you think of, like, the most pure person you can think of? Like, actually think about this. Like, who would come to mind? Okay? Y'all got someone? Okay. If you have someone, raise your hand. Like, in your mind. So, everyone. Okay. If, if that person is, keep your hands up. <laughs> put them down. No, I'm just kidding. Keep them up. Um, <laughs> if that person's a male, put your hand down. Okay? Like most people don't think of a male. Okay, so it's a girl. So if it's a girl and they're younger, sorry, if they're older than 30, you then put your hand down. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. We typically think of young girls as being pure, right? And so like... Purity just kind of sounds, you can put your hands down if you're un, unsure. Um, purity just kind of sounds like this thing that's like, oh, that's like for little girls that like run around in dresses barefoot, you know, like on the yard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's kind of what we think about. And that really like, that's a bummer. Um, because I'm, I'm, I really want to talk about like what purity actually is. And not saying that that's not, but it can be more than that, okay? So the first, I want to tackle two in a sense, like misconceptions and change this idea of purity that we have. And the first one is purity isn't weakness, okay? Purity isn't weakness. Here's why. Purity isn't weakness or awkwardness, okay? Because purity is actually like an issue of our motive and our heart. If you just don't have the opportunity to be sexually impure, that doesn't mean that you're actually a pure person, like, think about if, oh, well, if I just had the opportunity to, then I would. That doesn't mean you're pure. That's actually, like, just as bad as anything else, right? Um, it's also not purity to think, oh, well, I would do this if I, like, I would definitely do that if it wasn't wrong, right? Or I would, like, totally do that if I didn't get caught. Or I would totally do this if, it, if there wasn't a risk involved physically, I wouldn't get a, you know, a disease, I wouldn't have a kid, you know, these different things, like my parents wouldn't get mad at me, you know, this person wouldn't think less of me, right, like, like that's not actually purity, that's just selfishness, okay, um, purity actually comes from like strength and discipline, it actually takes a lot of strength and a lot of discipline in order to live a pure and holy life, I think, when I, when I think about this, the person that I think of is um, Joseph, um, if you've, like, Ian did a really good talk about talking about reading the Bible. So if you've started reading your Bible all the way through in January, like most Americans, you probably didn't get much past Genesis, but you may have gotten to Joseph's life. It's toward the end of Genesis. And I'm just going to kind of run that story down. Basically, Joseph, he has kind of a funny life. It's actually really cool. Um, but he's working for this guy. But he's, it's not just any guy. He's basically working essentially for, like, the president, but not, like, for the president. He's, like, his, his main advisor, okay? Think of it that way. And the president, or his name's Potiphar. Potiphar goes away. But before he goes away, his wife hits on, on Joseph, like, all the time, like, constantly hitting on him. Like, oh, come on, man. And Joseph's, like, powerful. He's young. He's good-looking. Um... 
he's smart. Like, he has all these, like, pretty attractive traits. Not bad, right? Um, and so, what she, so she sees him, and she's like, man, I like this. And so one day her husband isn't home. And, and she's like, all right, this is it. No one's going to find out. Come on. Let's do this thing. Like, let's get after it. And, and no one's going to know, right? Um, and so Joseph is like, here's what he doesn't say. He doesn't say no because I'm afraid I'll lose my job, right? He doesn't say no because I'm afraid people are going to find out and they might talk about me, right? Um, he doesn't say no. I don't want you to have a, you know, like have a kid. I don't want there to be like a complication here. He says no. How could I do such a wicked thing against God, okay? How could I do such a wicked thing against God? And that is strength. That is like real purity to think so highly of God and have a relationship with him and understand that this isn't wrong because you say it's wrong. This isn't wrong because I could get found out. This is wrong because I have a relationship with God and I don't want to hurt him, right? Okay. Sex isn't wrong, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sleeping with someone <laughs> who's married, right? Um, so that's, I want that to be like super clear. And I'm going to say it again, but the second thing is, second, so purity is strength, okay? Purity isn't weakness, purity is strength. The second thing I want to say is purity isn't sterility, okay? It's not just lifeless. It's not just clean. It's not just this, you know, like sanitized area, right? Like that's, that's not what purity is. Um, who here has thought or still thinks that what the Bible and God have to say about sex is to not do it and to stay as far away from, as possible from everyone who does? Okay, I, I thought that same thing. I was like, what? How does this work? Not really. Um, so that's why I say that, like, sex isn't wrong. Like, purity is what's right. And I'm not, ta I'm not really even talking about sex. Sorry, everybody. Like, I know that that was, like, the excitement. But, but like, sex isn't the thing that's wrong, okay? It's impurity that's, that's, like, hurting us, okay? And when we think about sex being wrong, sex or anything that has to do with it, that actually leads to more harm than good. Um, in everything we do when we study the Bible, I think Ian said it like when we're reading this or developing a relationship with God and trying to figure out things, um, the two questions we need to ask are what is God like and what are his views on things? Okay, that's like a random like statement, but like what are God's views? What does he think about this? Because when we get our own ideas and take him out of the equation, we get weird, wrong, harmful thoughts, not just to ourselves, but to others also, okay? So, so what does God think about sex? When we try to follow God's rules without understanding his heart, we can come up short, and typically, like, it won't last very long. We'll follow those rules as long as there's no adversity and, until there's a temptation that, or, like, a struggle that we have, right? Like, at that point, it's just like, ah, well... You know, I'm just human, so every human does this, right? Like, I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of the semester. Um, so we need to understand God's heart in order to understand his laws. Does that make sense? Cool. Sweet. So, um, yeah, purity is not sterility. When I think of purity, this is who taught me um, what I, like, honestly just kind of lived it out. 
and showed me what purity looks like. It's this guy right here. Um, that's my best, one of my best friends is William House. Um, that was taken at my wedding. It's kind of a goofy picture. And I told Sean he could pick whatever picture he wants. So, um, yeah, so this guy was my small group leader. Um, and one of the most influential people on my whole life, okay? Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, the reason I say, like, the vocabulary that I have, um, when I say, like, that's tight, like, he said that's tight. Like, when I say, like, different things like that, that comes from him. But another thing that came from him is my idea of purity, okay? Um, when I was in small group my freshman year, uh, huge punk, super annoying, um, ran my mouth constantly. Like, that's the thing that got me in the most trouble. Still does. But it did get me in, like, I'm growing, and I've grown, but I'm still growing. Um, I would just constantly run my mouth. Made people mad. Like, all these things. And Will put up with me and put up with the other guys in small group. And so he was dating this girl at the time. And we're like, Will. We just ask him, like, everything. Like, Will, like, what's this like? Like, what do, you, what do y'all do with this? Like, do you ever do this? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like... He's like, what are y'all saying? Like, no. And we're like, all right, all right, all right, cool. But, like, for real, like, come on, just tell us. Like, what, what's, you know, tell us. Like, what's this, what's this all about? You know, tell us all these things. And he's like, guys, like, like I don't do that. And then it just kind of became this, like, fun thing for us to do, like, ask him specific questions. Um, and I remember, I really just remember one, but it's just, like, so stupid. Like, it was just dumb. But anyways, he put up with us. And I remember thinking, like, man, it's really cool. It's, like, really weird because I didn't think that you could date someone in that way um, because, like, my experience had never been innocent. Um, but he like, he, like, embodied innocence. And it wasn't this, like, oh, like, stop talking. It was just like, hey, actually, I don't do that. And that's actually how you should be, right? Um, and I was just like, dude, this is so weird. Um, and so when I think about him, it wasn't, it's not like when I think about his purity, and this dude's like not lame, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's like 6'2", super athletic, jock type guy. Like it's not like he didn't have the opportunity, okay? But he had the strength and the discipline and, and, and like determination of his love for God to be pure. Um, and what's cool to me about him is that, is this. He wasn't worried constantly about shame. He wasn't worried about people looking down on him or people thinking that, that they're better than him because he was completely innocent. He wasn't worried about getting found out. He didn't stay up late at night, like, wondering if someone would find out, like, what he had done with his girlfriend or what he had done to her or said to her, right? Like, or, or in his alone time. Like, he wasn't worried about these things. Um, he didn't struggle with anxiety, he didn't struggle with depression or worry because he had a pure mind. A lot of us, and, and I, was in this, I was in this boat, especially as a freshman, I didn't even think, I, would, I didn't even like realize there was a life that could be pure. What could my, I didn't even think like, what could my mind be like if I had no thoughts of this stuff or, or the right thoughts of this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably true of a lot of people in here, too. Like, what if I just didn't think about sex all the time? What if I just didn't have sex all the time? Like, what would my life look like? And it sounds like a lack, and it is technically, 
But it's not just taking something out because that's dangerous. We're putting something in, and we're putting in purity and innocence. And when I look at Will's life, I mean, honestly, he was, and maybe this is a little blown up just because I looked up to him a ton and still do, but I don't think so. I mean, out of our small group, it's, it's like if you look at our small group and the way that lives have been changed and, like, redeemed, it's insane. Like, most of the guys in his small group either went on to, like, have loving families and be, like, disciple makers in the workplace, foreign missionaries, Chi Alpha missionaries. Like, it's not like they just were in small group for a couple years and then left and then went back to their old ways. Like, their lives were changed. My life was changed because of, like, the way that he was for me. He was fun. He was one of the best friends that I ever had and still is. Like, I, I live, like, 1,200 miles away from him, and he still texts me. And not just, hey, how are you, is thinking about you, but like, hey, man, I heard that the Red Sox made this big trade. What do you think about it? Like, like starting conversations that he knows I'll be interested in. He, has conf- he had confidence. He had hope and joy. He has a rich home life. He has a family that loves him. His, like, his, like family got saved and, like, understands Jesus now because of, like, the way that he lived his life. Do y'all see what I'm saying? Like, purity isn't just, like, giving something up. It's not a, it's not a fast, <laughs> Okay. Um, it's actually like choosing to live a different way. Does that make sense? Cool. So maybe this, uh, sorry, so essentially purity is not sterility. Purity is innocent, rich, and fruitful. All of those things are true of a pure person. And yeah, I basically don't think those things can happen if you are living like an impure life. Like that list of things that, that I read at the beginning like, you're not going to be innocent. You're not going to have, like, a rich life. You're actually going to be more limited in what you can do. Your mind is going to be destroyed. Like, like all those things will, you're not going to have a fruitful life if you, don't live in, if you don't live a pure life, okay? And so it's not like this, oh, it's like a cool idea to do this. You might have better luck. Like, it's actually, it's actually better to. And, and to me, Will's life is like, was an example of that. And now even more guys and girls that I know that have pure lives, everything's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's actually pretty exciting. Um, so, yeah, basically, there's something more to purity than just being a quiet, sheltered kid. Um, there's something admirable, not detestable. In fact, in my experience, um, the people that kind of like mock purity or, or just, like, act like it's, like, why would you do that? Actually have, like, the hardest lives um, that, because they're impure. Does, it, does that make sense? Like, I'll, I'll hear people, well, like, on campus or wherever in my life, and they'll be like, oh, what about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, you hate, you're hating on me, but, like, your life, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to be, like, what you're like. And so if you're hating on this, maybe there's maybe a correlation, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe. Um, so, yeah, how do we do this? What does this look like? How, how, how? In order to be pure, we have to put our thoughts and actions under control. And I think it starts with our thoughts. Um, we have two options. We can either be mastered by our thoughts and actions, or we can become masters of them. Um, verse 12, we just read it. It says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. We can choose what our master is. We can either choose for God to be our master, or we can choose for sex to be our God, right? 
Like, those are really our two options at this point. God gives us power over our thoughts and choices. Verse 17, it's, it's so exciting. It says, whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. He gives us power. He's given us dominion over our bodies and minds. Sexual sin of all types tear us apart. Tear us apart from ourselves. Tear us apart from God. Sin is in general harmful. This is like why we're talking about sex. We already talked about sin. Like, yeah, man, we already know. Like, we've heard all this stuff before. Sin in general is harmful, okay? Greed, no one's going to say greed's like, okay, like thieving, like stealing. No one's going to be like, oh, that's fine. Murder, you know, none of these things people are going to be like down for. Like, oh, man, yeah, you know, I murdered, it's, it's chill, you know, or like, or I'm not that, I didn't steal that much stuff, right? Like, no one's making that disassociation from sin with those sins, but we do that with sex, right? Sexual sins. We say, oh, well, um, we even make like categories, like, well, this is premarital sex, and but this is just, you know, lust, or this is just like pornography, you know, like, that's, that's crazy. We don't do that with anything else. Like, what, like, I mean, it's just as silly as to say, like, well, I, I, at least I didn't steal this car, but I stole $15,000. Like, it's, it's literally the same thing. Like, it's, it's just as harmful. We try to make it okay because it's, it's so dangerous. We try to make it okay. Winky Prattney says this. It might be up there. I might just read it. Is it up there? Can it be? Oh, cool, yeah. Um, it says, moral freedom has been defined as not the right to do what you want, but the power to do that which is right. As temptation presents itself, the Christian is faced with a choice between selfishness and love. The choice for God gives the Christian true sex freedom. The choice for selfish desire enslaves the heart in lust and moral bondage. I really like this quote. Um, there's just one thing I want to change, and since it's a quote, I can do that. Um, it's, it says the Christian is faced with a choice. Um, and so, like, if you don't follow Jesus here tonight, like, I'm really excited you're here because you get to hear what God's like. But all of us are faced with a choice. Every person's faced with a choice. Sin isn't sin if you believe it is, <laughs> okay? Sin, God's laws aren't God's laws if you believe in God. No, they're just factual things. And so when we look at sexual sin, it's not like, well, I don't think that's really sinful, okay? That's not what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do tonight and in our lives and in y'all's small groups is understand, what does God say? Because if it's up to me, you go do whatever you want because I want to be able to do whatever I want, right? My flesh. But the Holy Spirit is telling me, hey, this is what I think. This is the way I made you, right? Does that make sense? Cool. So we have a choice to make. It's at the end of verse 19. It says, you are not your own. <laughs> so important, man. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. It's the choice he said. We can either honor God with our bodies, living as if we've been bought and made clean, given the option or chance to live a pure life. Do you choose purity? Or we can ignore what God has done, trust that he will turn a blind eye whenever we decide to honor him and live like spoiled, ungrateful, hateful people 
who he is only trying to rescue from our selfishness and give us a full life, give us the fullness of life. That's what Jesus wants to do. He's not telling you don't do this so you don't have any fun. He says, I want you to live a pure life so that you can have fullness of life. What does that look like? Like if you haven't, choos- if you haven't chosen purity before, what does fullness of life even look like? It seems like a, a fantasy, right? Like it doesn't even seem like it could be real. I was there. I've been there. It comes down to this. Jesus is either Lord of all or not Lord at all. If I don't recognize Jesus as Lord over my sexuality, then he's not really my Lord. If you look at verse 11, I'm not going to read it, but like it just says like you were washed, you were sanctified. We can't pick and choose what Jesus is Lord over. Um, you can't, and, and I'm going to say this. You can't pick for Jesus to be Savior of your life, but not Lord of your life. That's scary. That's really scary. You can't pick Jesus to be Savior of your life, but not Lord of your life. He's Lord and Savior. You can't say, oh, I want the cross and everything that happened. I want to be free from sin, but I still want to sin. Right? We say, oh, I want the cross. I want salvation. I want all these things, and I want purity. Do you all see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to convey this in such a way that it's not what you've always heard, not so it can be new, but so that it can be right. I don't want it to be, oh, I know about that. Sex is bad. Let's go home. No, sex is good, but purity is what makes it good. Will you give your sexuality to God? Uh, Band, y'all can come up. Will you give your sexuality to God? And here's what's hard. If it's something that defines you, then you're going to have to give it to him. If I am blank, I have this flag outside my house because I am blank. Um, I have these stickers on my car. I have these texts that I send these people. I have these pictures that I send to people, right? Give those to God. If it's something that's just a part, oh, man, I don't define myself by that. That's not part of my identity. It's just something I do Friday, Saturday, but Sunday through Thursday, I'm golden. You know, like I'm pure. I'm living a pure life, mostly. 51% still a pure life, right? I want to drink 51% water, 51% oil. I don't want to do that. Like I'll just drink all water. You know what I'm saying? Like it's impurity that, that defiles everything. Peter Marshall says this. He says, uh, we're, <laughs> we can be true Christian to be truly sinful, excuse me, we can be too Christian to be fully sinful, but we can be too sinful to be fully Christian. Did y'all get that? We can be too Christian to be fully sinful, but too sinful to be fully Christian. Is, Lord, is Jesus Lord of your life, or is he just Lord of part of it? Give him your sexuality. Um, yeah, just a couple other things, and then we'll be finished. Um, discipline here will be will bring discipline in other areas of your life. If you can be disciplined, if you're if you're unruly in one aspect of your life, then you're going to be unruly in all aspects of your life. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but in a couple years. Okay. The culture says our culture here in Morgantown says that it, to be fully alive is to be sexually active and free, but we don't do this with anything else. That's a shallow life. Unless your life really is all about sex, then you can have freedom in other ways. There's freedom in purity. Jesus came to give life an abundant life. 
But we want to limit life to something that we do, a feeling, a pleasure, right? And I'm not just talking about, like I said, like just premarital sex. I'm talking about like everything that's listed here. That's a big, big deal. We want to say, oh, well, I'm free from sin, but still live and be bound to sin, right? I've been there. But there's freedom in purity. We go on diets. <laughs> we restrict how much we work or study. This one cracks me up. We restrict, we put boundaries, like, on our hearts with our friends. Like, oh, I don't want to talk to my friends after 11 p.m. Like, okay, they're your friends. Um, but we will not, we refuse to put restrictions on our sexuality. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why? Why would we not choose to do this here? Jesus is either Lord of all or not Lord, of, Lord at all. And here's the end. Do not please, do not let shame be your motivation. A love for God is all that can motivate you to do this in order for it to stay real. In order for purity to continue, all that it can be birthed out of is love. Shame, not going to get you very far. Determination, yeah, you need all these things, right? But it's not the only thing. It has to be birthed out of motive. Excuse me, birthed out of love. Repent. Step one. I got two things tonight. One, repent. Ask God to forgive you. Don't hide from him. He already knows. He knows your hearts. He knows your thoughts. He knows your actions. When you hide from him, relationship is broken. You're covering yourself up, acting like you're someone you're not. He knows. <laughs> when you're honest with him and ask forgiveness, then relationship can be destroyed. Excuse me, restored. When you're honest with him and ask for forgiveness, then relationship can be restored. If we hide from him, then relationship's destroyed. Repent. So the first thing, when we're going to worship, we're going to worship Jesus. Get right with God. That has to be step one. You and him. Just y'all two. The second thing, this sounds really difficult, right? Like, how am I going to, this is like a big deal. Like, right? My parents are chill with it. I'm okay with it. My girlfriend's okay with it. You know, my pastor said it's fine, right? You know what I'm saying? We need to do this in community. And so there's small groups here. I want y'all to get together. Um, Adam and Michael, you guys are like such ballers. Like you basically do this with your small group every year. Like, hey, guys, guys, look at porn. What are we going to do about it? And then y'all, y'all, like, I mean, you've told me stories where people are like, I didn't even know that was wrong because it's so normal. And it wasn't even like a lie. Like, I hope it's not wrong. It's like, dude, I, I actually didn't even know that. No one had told me that that was like an inappropriate way to act. We need to talk about these things together in community. And when I'm saying community, I mean your small group. If you're not in a small group, join one. This is the way we're going to do this. Not the talk you need to have tonight is with God and your small group, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend. Because then you're just going to be able to compromise so easily. But if you're with your friends and you give your heart to them, just as you're giving your heart to God, you can actually do something. You can actually find freedom. You can actually find purity. So be smart. Um, A.W. Tozer says, like, this, as, as, like, sexual sin, 
a lot of stuff we can just kind of be like, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, like I'm just going to choose not to. This is a choice, yes. However, it takes weapons. We have to take weapons against us. Uh, Pete Bulet at UVA, um, he asked this question, and I was like, oh, my goodness. That is like one of the greatest questions I've ever heard. He said, is it wise for you to be alone in your room with your phone? Jeez, dude. Not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend, not close the door. Yeah, it's not wise to do that. We all know that. With your phone. What does that look like? Extreme things, right? Like these are like big things, but we can't do them alone. We have to do it with our small group. We have to do it in the context of community. Do you worship pleasure as your God, or do you worship the God of pleasure? Who will you make Lord of your life? The hope here is verse 11. It says, that is what some of you were, right? I think he says some really nicely. (laughs) I think he says that's what we all were, okay? Don't quote me on that, but that's what I think. That's what we all were. This is what we all were. But you were washed. Don't forget, you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. God wants to restore, but we have to be holy clean. He restores holy when we're wholly devoted to him. When he's Lord of our life, then we can have full restoration. I'm going to pray, and then, um, yeah, if you guys need to get alone with God, do it. If you need to get, like, with your small group, small group leaders, like, y'all can rally up, okay? Jesus, we love you. God, thank you that this is something that I was and not something that I am, Jesus. Thank you for this, that this is something that some of us in here were and not something that some of us in here are, Jesus, that you bring restoration, God. Lord, for the people that are still here, God, I pray that you would speak to their hearts tonight and show them that this isn't the way of life. This isn't how things are, that we can choose purity, that you can be the Lord of our whole lives. You're so good. You're so worthy, Jesus. Thank you that purity is an option. Thank you that you can give us strength and discipline to do this, God. We love you. We love you. You need to pray. Amen.